0: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على سيدنا ونبينا أبي القاسم المستفع محمد وآلها الطيبين الطاهرين لا سيما بقية الله في الأردن عجل الله تعالى فرجه الشريف وجعلنا من أربان الأنصار. Allahumma akhrajni min zhulmaat al wa akramni min ur al-fah Allahumma aftah alayna abba wa rahmatik wa ansur alayna khaza wa na'udumik wa ya arham al-rahim We continue our reflections on hadith about aagl intellect from mizan al-hikmah uh, actually muntakhabu mizan al hikma selection which is also available as a scale of wisdom. The last uh, point that we discussed was about hikma requiring reduction in speech. When someone is wise, doesn't need to speak too much. He can or she can choose when to speak. Many times you don't need to speak. And if you come to the conclusion that you should speak, you can select the best words. So there is no need to speak too much. There was one hadith that uh, I interpreted in one way and maybe it can be interpreted in another way that I want to add. Uh, towards the end of l- last session, we had this hadith from Amir al Mu'min. <inaudible> uh, so I explain it that it's a matter of clarity when someone can speak clearly it shows that they are intelligent which is correct and definitely those who are more intelligent they can first themselves understand better and then they can explain it better but there is possibility that here it means also uh, to speak suddenly badiha can mean speaking all of a sudden for example a question is raised you have not prepared yourself for that yes spontaneously without preparation without anticipating question maybe you go someone asks you something or there's interview for example they ask you something because for preparation people can take their time and if you spend you know lots of time and read and do research, maybe you can create some good answer or put together put together some good answer. Not for everything, but the normal questions that other people have already addressed. But if you are going to talk Uh, without any preparation this shows that you have to be very fast and quick in referring to your mind and what you have and put them together and come up with a good answer so this is also another interpretation now we go to the next chapter Ma These are about things that can have negative impact on Aql, because human Aql is not like something which is physical. If something is physical, for example, if you have a statue Damaging a statue needs some physical attack. So, someone takes a hammer and starts uh, destroying the statue. But for damaging intellect, you don't need physical attack. For damaging intellect, intellectual attack is destructive. So, one of the things that we find in our hadith is when someone is driven by lower desires by lust by bad appetites when there is a hawa and shahwa then al is very badly affected to the extent that hadith says hamir al-mohin said the is gone. Between lust and appetite, is gone. Because when you want to do something and you let your desire affect your understanding. For example, you know, in Farsi, we have this proverb you know, that if you want to marry, don't consult young people. And if you want to buy, uh, for example, horse, don't consult old people. Because if you consult young people for marriage, they are themselves in hurry because they also want to quickly get married. So they also push you so that you can get married. And old people are tired, so they want to have something to ride. So if you ask them, you know, is this horse good or we have to go around and find another one. say, no, buy this one because he wants to quickly <laughs> finish the job. So sometimes people are not patient enough to look carefully into evidence. For any good decision, you need objective examination of evidence, plus you need to foresee consequences. A good decision needs at least two pillars. Careful objective examination of the evidence and second reliable prediction so for example you want to start a business for example in this neighborhood you want to open a shop so first you have to put together objective evidence about what type of business you can do you know how much skills you have what type of facilities you need what type of training what type of license all these things but also you have to predict how many people are going to come and buy from you yeah is the business going to establish or not and are you going to be able to meet your past or not so you have to also predict future so you have to have some information about the past some also guessing about future inshallah I will talk after this hadith about hazm you have to be far-sighted. you have to foresee future okay so you need two pillars at least objective assessment of the current situation based on evidence and reliable Prediction about future, again based on information but also very much based on experience. When we very much want to do something, we underestimate these two pillars, because I want to do something. For example, imagine from my childhood I always wanted to have a restaurant. Now because I very much want to open a restaurant, I don't really inquire, you know, is this going to work here or not. And there are few restaurants around, you know. So no matter what evidence is against my decision, if I want to do something, I will not only Disregard the evidence, even sometimes I misinterpret evidence to suit my desire. Yeah, like someone who loves someone, no matter how much you argue, for everything you say, in the best <coughs> scenario, he has an answer. And in the worst scenario, he uses your point in his own favor. Okay? Because he wants to do something. He doesn't bother about what is the truth or whatever. So, Amir al-Mumni says, Zahabul, al-Agl bayna l-hawa wa shahwa. Aql is gone. <clears throat> because Aql, as I said, is not something physical. You say, okay, I close the door, I don't let Aql go. Aqli is not physical. Aqli is intellectual, and when you intellectually, with the hammer of loss and desire, you attack Aqli, Aqli can be affected. Aqli can become very weak, or can even sometimes be totally damaged. Of course, we said Aqli never betrays, but you can kill Aqli, you can imprison Aqli. Aqli, maghloob. Hawaii, In another hadith, Amirul Mumin said, The Ya'ul, not with Hamza, with Ain, the Ya'ul, the Fi Talab Talabil Fudul. Loss of the Destruction of the is in seeking excess when you are not content and you want too much of something then again cannot be functioning properly because again you lose objectivity okay everything has a balance if you do more or less it's a problem either this extreme or that extreme but many times because we desire things we do too much another thing is self-admiration when i am pleased very much with myself and i think i am very special and you know no one understands like me no one is pious like me no one is intelligent like me yeah then my again cannot function properly because you are making an idol of yourself and has to worship this idol it cannot serve in an objective way you would never be able to understand that someone else can understand better than you can act better than you for a person to be pleased with himself or herself is the sign of weakness of aql first of all if your aql was strong you would not develop yes how can an intelligent person think he or she is the best or you know think that i am one of the best there are so many people in the world that we don't know them and among those that we know there are mashallah many good people that we cannot even compete So to think that you are very special and unique, and to be pleased with yourself, to see no criticism, to see that the only problem is why people don't appreciate me. (laughs) Yeah? As he said, in the 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 lips so this is a sign of weakness of apple and then this be, would further weaken the apple because you uh, start with this and then it goes into a cycle Ojb weakens your Aql, and weak apple increases your <laughs> yeah so it goes very much advanced till you finish yourself we've had this <laughs> it would not finish unless you are finished <laughs> when you are finished then it stops another thing that affects aql is your friends if you have friendship and relation with unwise people, with ignorant people, little by little, or sometimes very quickly, you become like them. Okay? sahiba Jahilan. Amirul Mumuny Salam says whoever accompanies jahil, ignorant person. Jahil in the sense someone doesn't know or someone knows maybe even but doesn't act rationally because Jahil is opposite to Elm and opposite to aql So, if someone accompanies ignorant people Naqasam it would reduce his or her intellect. One of the Best way for progress is to have good friends. In any field, if you have good friends, it makes progress very easy. And God forbids one of the best ways for shaitan also to control us is through friends. Because with friends, you open yourself, you expose yourself, you are not putting any guard. Because from friend, you don't expect any harm to come. When you are with your enemy, you are very careful. You don't say everything, you don't do everything, you don't go everywhere, because we tell you of a friend. Yes? Even if your friend says that, you know, go, let's go to Masjid. You don't go with friend, uh, see, sorry, with enemy to Masjid. Go to, for example, f- f- eat. You don't want to go anywhere with your enemy. But friend, no matter where, You want to go with your friend yeah even if he says let's just go around without any purpose with your friend you go because you don't think something bad would be told by your friend something bad would be suggested so you are totally defenseless with your friends unless you are a mature person that even with your friends you exercise some level of control. Most of people, when they are with the friends, even the friends now some youngsters, for example, say, you know, go and, for example, annoy people. Let's go and press the ring of all these houses. <laughs> I am not saying something more than this. They do. Let's throw a stone at the windows. Some people do. Let's go and make this flat puncture, the tire flat. So even, you know, St. Augustine, in his confessions, he says that we used to go with friends to steal pure fruits from the orchards of other people. And he said, we had the similar one in our own orchard, (laughs) but with friends we used to go and just uh, steal. So with friends you are normally defenseless. So normally one friend takes the lead and the others (laughs) follow. On the other hand, if you have good friends, one friend joins Jose. brings other people to host one friend says let's do mubahasa regularly other people also do mubahasa regularly so friendship is very important you have one friend who is very regular about his salat always on time little by little you don't need to anyone to give you lecture you know just automatically you pick up these good habits Friendship is very powerful. So, if we are choosing Jahil as our companion, then our aql goes down. We become like him. Man Jahilan naqasa min Another thing that we find in our Hadith, maybe it needs one session uh, to explain exactly what does this set of hadith mean, about Mizah. Mizah, you know, if you make jokes. So to have some sense of humor is very good. But, if your life becomes humor that's a problem (laughs) if you don't take your life seriously that's a problem you know you can make some funny comments or jokes but overall should people should know that you are a serious person if people say oh this person is always making jokes and even when you promise they say it's a joke when you say I'm going to change myself, listen, it's a joke. This is bad. That you lose your seriousness. Ma al Ruun Mazhatan Illa Amirul says no person makes jokes but in the sense of that i explained unless something he's throwing away something from his intellect my understanding is that if you lose your seriousness if you want to choose a job if you want to i don't know choose a subject for a study if you want to start a business if you want to marry if you want to make relation friendship whatever job you should take it seriously and if you keep just making jokes and lose your seriousness then that would be affecting your rationality because facts are not decided by us whether you are happy or unhappy facts are there Another Hadith from Amir Al-Mu'min a.s. is Whoever stops listening to intelligent people his or her Aagl would die. In order to keep your Aagl alive you need to listen to wise people intelligent people because it's like you have a for example pool and fresh water has to come if fresh water doesn't come to the pool, little by little this water will evaporate and becomes you know yes very unclean and dirty yeah but if fresh water comes it would remain fresh what keeps you fresh in rationality is company of intelligent people and listening to intelligent people if you just talk to intelligent people you are not going to benefit (laughs) that much listen to them yes by talking we can get some benefit, but most of the benefit comes when we listen. And I was saying a few days ago that it is very interesting that when it comes to ears, they are always open. Allah has not put, you know, anything to close our ear. Yes, it's... so always is open even when you are sleeping it should be open when it comes to eyes when you are awake should be open but but mouse even when you are awake should be closed but we do it opposite mouse is always open even when we are sleeping we talk (laughs) must be open, open so listening is helping if you listen to a Amir al salam says ala an minhu ala an let us test ourselves how many of us can say that I am more interested in listening than talking It's very difficult to listen, yeah? Although talking takes energy, but this is physical energy. Listening takes mental mental energy. (laughs) Yes? So for us, it's easier to talk than listen. If you want to listen, you have to control yourself. Yes? It's like, for example, suppose there is a... I don't know for example uh, like a horse for example imagine if a horse wants to move and you want to stop it it takes your energy yes our nafs also wants to run away through thinking or talking listening means you want say don't go anywhere don't do anything just listen it's very difficult this force wants to go you have to tame it it's very difficult yes (laughs) Amir al-Mu'mineen says in that hadith (laughs) he mentions few characteristics and then one of them is Imam Baqir alayhi salam said something about again arrogance similar to Oujub that we had from Amir al-Mu'minin Ma dakhala qalbam in shay'un min al-kibr illa <laughs> naqasan min Nothing from arrogance enters someone's heart unless his intellect will be reduced Okay, so if arrogance goes, agal becomes weak. There are some hadiths that I skipped because time is over and we have had similar ones. But one thing that completes our discussion is this. Amirul al says amani min fasadil-a-ab. If someone has too many dreams too many desires and wishes means that this person is not living in the real world is living in his own bubble world This is the sign of weakness of Aql. The Aql is not functioning properly. Because Aql needs, as I said, evidence. Based on evidence Aql can function. But if you become unrealistic, then you take things as you like. Then we have some hadith about fruits of Aql. What are the fruits of Aql? Aql al One of the outcomes or fruits of Aql is persistence. You would be able to remain on the right path without deviation. You know, as a mu'min who is intelligent, you should be open for positive change. Yeah, We should not be stubborn. We should not be insisting unnecessarily. But this doesn't mean that every day you change everything. There must be continuity. There must be persistence. If they were persistent on the right path, we would have certainly given them abundant water, which is knowledge, which is wisdom. Istiqama is very important. Sometimes people study very good, very well for one year, two years, three years. Then they stop. You don't go anywhere. Continuity and persistence. Even someone who is not very intelligent, or someone's memory is not very good, But if you keep working and studying, Inshallah, the gate of knowledge will be opened. Istiqama is very important. Sometimes people, you see, they embark on different projects. I don't know, have you seen such people and have other people have seen in this, you mean, this in you also, that we start something and say, this is what I want to do. We get excited. The first few days or weeks we work hard on this, after some time we leave it aside. Then we start another thing, then we leave it aside. So we have so many incomplete projects. This is a sign of not being very intelligent. Someone who is intelligent, before embarking on a project, thinks about it, consults, collects information, whatever. But then, if he or she starts something, tries to deliver the job. Yes, there are exceptional cases that maybe something which was not possible to foresee happens, and we have to stop. But it's not a good habit that you keep changing. Astaqama mm-hmm. is very important. In another hadith, uh, Amir Al-Muhni said, Al-Aqlu shajaratun. Aql is a tree. Samaroha as wal-haya. This tree of Aql, when bears fruits, the fruits of Aql are Haya positive shame and sakha generosity haya is very important and higher we didn't discuss higher here no we did when okay here recently Anyway, briefly, if I can say very briefly, Haya is not only is more than modesty. Haya, normally what we understand Haya is about for example, hijab and dress and the way you treat uh stranger you know, mahram. Normally we take it in the context of uh Relation with the opposite, for example, sex and this type of things. Or we expand it to the way that, for example, parents should observe Haya with their children and how children should observe Haya with the parents or brothers and sisters should observe Haya with respect to each other. These are also very important. <coughs> but it goes further. Even in our relation with Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, we should observe haya. Yeah? a moment should feel embarrassed to do certain things before Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. So, a deep sense of positive shame must be between you and Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Or even if you are alone. With respect to yourself, also you should have haya. Yeah, for example, I told you once this story. That one of ulama, even at home, whenever he was, you know, aw- awake, he was with a mawm and dress, clerical dress. So some of friends or family members said, "Ahad, there is no one here." You don't need to be full dressed," <laughs> he said. "Man ke hasta. I am myself here. So even if you are alone, you should be well dressed. Not necessarily your best dress, you know, but well dressed. Not that you know someone is at home alone to okay, I can be half naked or whatever. So." this is a haya that you should have even with respect to yourself with respect to allah ta'ala. and when we read our hadith it seems that haya means a deep sense of morality that you internally feel that you must keep away from immoral things Haya even means I should not tell lies because I feel bad to tell lies you know it's a positive internal feeling that keeps you away from anything which is bad not only I don't commit for example theft i don't commit for example na'uzubillah, adultery i don't commit for example uh, sexual offense or whatever no even i feel bad to do qayba, to do oh, i don't know kids or anything bad because you have developed inside such a respectful such a moral climate inside you that anything bad disturbs you this is very important that mu'min should reach the point that anything bad disturbs him or her this is Hayat. you know how a modest lady if she goes without hijab to the public feels terrible yeah it's very bad uh, unfortunately some non-muslims don't understand this They think if a lady, Muslim lady without hijab goes outside, it's like, for example, a police without uniform goes outside. They think it's just like a uniform. There is no attachment to it. There is no deep sense of, you know, uh, feeling. They think it's just change of dress. Everyone should be able to choose what type of dress. But they don't understand the spiritual relation that exists between this lady and hijab so sometimes they think for example to impose hijab or to ban hijab is the same because both of them are against freedom i'm not going to talk about uh, legislation or philosophy but i'm saying that these are two different things I'm not saying one is okay, one is wrong, I'm not judging about it, but I'm saying that these are two different things. When someone does not observe hijab, and you say you must observe hijab, you reduce his freedom, her freedom. But she doesn't feel bad that, you know, I am exposed or, you know, my honor is gone. But when you ask someone who has hijab to not have hijab, it's not just reducing freedom, it's more than reducing freedom. Yes? It's like, for example, if I ask you to drink water. Okay, I am restricting your freedom. So, you know, you must drink water. I'm restricting, but you don't feel bad because you like water anyway. But if I force you to drink wine and you are a person who doesn't want to drink, this is not just uh, reducing freedom. It means that I'm very strongly harming your feelings and your conscience you understand the difference so a moment reaches the point that it's like a modest lady when you ask her to remove hijab in front of others how bad she feels any haram for us should make us feel like that that we are exposing ourselves in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala without proper dress, without proper, you know, honor. This is haya. So haya is very important. In Islam, haya is one of the most fundamental qualities. And no one, I think, is a good Muslim unless he or she develops this inner, a strong feeling of honor and piety. If with the pressure of public condemnation or punishment in dunya or punishment in akhirah, we don't do bad things, means we have not yet made any progress. If I am not committing haram because I am worried people with condemn me or Allah is going to punish me or in dunya they punish me it still means i am a beginner mu'man is the one that if to today suppose today Allah says i'm not going to punish you for any sin is your behavior going to change if Allah says for example from tonight you can do whatever you like i'm not going to register for a day for a week for a year are we going to change anyone who is going to change means he has not developed higher he has not developed real sense of religiosity and if till end of our life we are observing religious requirements because of fear or reward it means that we have not become mature and now imagine if someone inside has this self immunity or protection do you think this person can be burned by fire I don't think fire can touch this person because you have removed anything that fire can affect yes so this is what we have to achieve We have few hadiths that i leave for you to reflect because alhamdulillah we have mentioned similar ones now we go to hazm let me see how much shall we have a few minutes break and then inshallah we continue okay alhamdulillah